Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Colleen Meyer, Meyer and Mintz Consulting, bringing you Fearless in Pink. And we have an amazing woman here today as our guest. Her name is LaVon Shields. LaVon, tell us about you. <laughs> yeah, jumping right in. I go, go for it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, LaVon Shields is my name. My company is Management Consultants of America. We are business accountability coaches with emphasis on the account and strategic accounting. So, what we do is we take business owners who are technicians who know how to generate income and turn them into CEOs who know how to run an organization. Uh, I love what I do. I've been doing it for, I would give you a year, a number of years, but we don't need to go that deep into the, the dating of me. <laughs> but I've, been, I've been doing it for a while and, and it, it's my passion. I'm pretty confident it's my purpose. Um, and, and I've been able to meet amazing people like you and be a part of amazing organizations like NABO. And it just, it, it opens up so much for me of what I get to do. But what I, I love doing is having that aha moment with a business owner where I really realize that they can play the same way the big dogs play, which is using their numbers as a strategic tool and being able to use that to help them build, lead, and grow their business. So I, I love it. I, I have a ball with what I get to do every single day. <laughs> Now, let's talk about strategic. Uh, you use that word. What does that look like when it comes to accounting and working with customers? Ah, well, yeah, it's the biggest, biggest part about it because with most businesses, they might be generating great income, but they have poor cash flow. Mm -hmm. So my strategic part of it came into play when it was about taking over the cash flow, getting, giving business owners that pause moment to mm -hmm. where they can really assess, okay, what do I have? What do I owe? What's my comfort zone? And then allow it frees up their mind. So when I took, when I took this in, um, I was working with a client. It was one of my old, exactly the funny part about it, it was actually my last, not my last W-2 job that I worked for. They brought me in as a consultant and I was helping them out on something. And I realized that the executive director was just kind of paying bills just as things went. But we were always out of money. Like we never had money to, to, to do stuff. And it was so frustrating. Even when I was an employee, that was the same way things were going. I was like, let's do something different. Let's try something different. Let's set a date each week where we're going to pay bills. And so if we got it, then we got it. If we don't, then we know we got to go out and get it. That's that's the whole point. But it freed up so much to where we ended up having, and this had never happened in the organization before I was there or even at, at, at any point while I, while I was there, we ended up with a $40,000 cash reserve. We literally had 40, and this has, right, for a nonprofit too, right? We literally had $40,000 just set aside because we were able to maneuver. It was an amazing thing. And I realized, okay, so if a nonprofit can do this, imagine what a for-profit who has the ability to really go out and generate income on their own, on their own terms, on, on their own time, and what that, what that can do. And so when I took that same concept to working with uh, my for-profit business clients, it, it really gave the, it gave the owners so much clarity in their mind. It gave the team so much clarity and, and be able to do what they do because no one was worrying about, can we afford to do this? Or why did you spend that? Because now we can't do this. And so by learning to use your numbers as a strategic tool, it really changes the, the game of business. And I like to think of a business as a game. So when you, once you learn how to play, then it becomes a whole different, different deal. I like to liken it to, um, to baseball. Mm -hmm. I have three sons. They're all older now, but I knew having three sons plus five nephews, I was going to be a team mom 
and, and, and mama part of youth sports. I just knew it. I was accepting it. But the one thing I dreaded was baseball. Like as long as we don't have to play baseball, I don't have to be involved in baseball, I would be fine because baseball made no freaking sense to me. I didn't understand a game with no time limit. Like how long does he get to sit there and swing the bat? Like why why are we still here? And it's hot. It's hot. What are we doing? <laughs> and then finally, after fighting it, we went through two. <laughs> it was crazy. So we, we had the kids and out we were in this, this family room and my cousin looked up and said, Hey, I think we need to take over the baseball league. And I looked around and I said, huh, I think I'm the only one in the family who took French as a foreign language. And I think you're using the word we incorrectly. <laughs> and she was like, no, we got to do this. I was like, no, we don't have to do this. So I got outvoted. We took over the baseball, baseball league. Two years in, I had to learn to keep score. Blew my mind. I understood the stats. I understood why they called it the thinking man's game. And when I was able to take that thought process and turn it into, you know, turn, turn that same viewpoint into looking at business that way, I was like, oh, wow. If you understand the stats, if you understand exactly what you have to give up, if you understand exactly what it is that you, you're, you're pushing towards, and then you're monitoring what's going on because baseball has no time limit. You can keep going until someone literally wins or loses and loses that game. So if you, if you liken it to business, it becomes a true strategic play. I'll give up this runner. I'll give up this batter. I'll let them get back, get out at, at, at bat because I know I got my one of my fastest runners on base. If I can just figure out how to keep more, letting him move around, I'm a scorer. So it's just a matter of figuring out how do you play with it. And, and it became so fascinating to me that it was like, okay, yeah, I need to, to change the, the conversation that business owners are having about money and when it comes to money into this is a strategy, just like how your marketing is a strategy, just how your products are a strategy. All of that becomes a strategy. Throw the numbers into that and then watch the, the sparks fly. Mm. Now let's talk about business owners. Do you feel that many business owners are intimidated by bookkeeping or <laughs> I just find that when I come across and you talk about, you know, their finances, they either, they don't have <clears throat> QuickBooks or other type of <clears throat> software or they're having their mom do it or their sister do it, or they're trying to do it, but they can't do everything. Nobody's an expert at everything. Do you find that to right. be the case? Yeah, it is. It, it's so funny. I come across so, so many people that are like, like, you know, I'm not a numbers person. I don't know accounting. And I put I do a pause. Hold on. If you know how to keep a roof over your head, clothes on your back and food on your plate, you understand accounting. What you don't understand how to do, do is to do it as a, as, as a strategy. Mm -hmm. our, our society teaches us you get trained, you get a, get a job, and then you stay there for 30 years, and then that's it. That had been the flow. It became a little different where you keep going to where you can find it, but it was still the same concept of you have a skill, and you let someone tell you what your value is for that one, and then you build your lifestyle around that. Well, as a true entrepreneur, you say, no, I want to make this amount. I'm going to go out and make that amount, and I'm going to figure out how do I do that. And you use your money as the, your money, just like your time, just like your connections, just like your, your team. You use it as a resource to help you move, move yourself forward on that, that game, to help you progress your, your plays and keep you moving forward. And so, yeah, they get intimidated by it because it's the, my industry, as 
from its past, its history has been accountants are, you know, they're, they're creepy people who don't get a whole lot of sun and, you know, they sit in fish bowls and, you know, you try not to talk to them if you don't have to kind of thing. <laughs> that, that's how it was. And what ever, ever since I launched my business, I knew I wanted to do it differently. Mm. I knew it. I knew the advisory service was going to be a crucial part because people have to trust you. They have to trust you to, to know that, to, to tell you everything. So when I look at a business owner's books, I know I'm going to see commingling. I know it's there. It's a natural thing that's going to happen, especially for a small business owner. There's no perfection mm -hmm. in this, but I need you to trust me enough to let me see what you need so I can say, hey, we can still do this. Let's just do it strategically. There's line items on the tax form that gives us the capability of giving you this comfort and protection that you need. Let's use them. Let's set ourselves up for it. I tell people all the time, you know, tax strategy is like high fashion. You got to find the right fit for you. Mm -hmm. I'm not wearing anything strapless and backless. It's not going to be supported on this body whatsoever. However, if I go to the right stylist, I'm going to find something that's going to accentuate my body very, very well. Mm -hmm. So you find the right strategy that works for you and then you rock the hell out of it, dude. Mm -hmm. You just get it, get it, get it in there. Now let's talk about, um, how did you get started in this? Is this something like when you were growing up, I always wanted to do this, or is it something that kind of stumbled into? A kind of a, a double, a yes and yes to both of those. <laughs> so interesting. So I got into managing money. Oddly enough, it started off when I was a young girl and it, I was in Girl Scouts. Yeah, very interesting. So my dad took me to the troop. And it was that, you know, it was that time of year, crack sales, you know, the cookie sales, <laughs> the little <laughs> crack. And so he, he went to the troop and instead of us just taking the order form and me going from friends and family and asking them, you know, if they want to buy cookies, he went ahead and just bought the cases directly from the troop. So now my our fundraising requirements were met and he turned to me and he looked at me and he said, whatever you sell, you get to keep the cash. Interesting. Mm. So I ate like almost all the chocolate chip because I mean, dude, I bought them. So <laughs> I'm gonna enjoy the fruits they're yours of that now. one. Right, they're mine now. But as I sold every, all, all the rest of the cookies, I had this cash and it gave me this this freedom. So now when I went to the mall with my friends, it wasn't a this or that. We can go to the movies or we can go eat. I'm like, well, I like and conversation. So I want to go to the movies and I want to eat. So y'all got to get on my level here because <laughs> this, this, this is a totally different deal. And so then I became obsessed with tracking, like how much do I actually have? So you add my Girl Scout cookie money. You add the fact that my grandparents used to give us money for our grades. You know, you get $20 for A's and stuff like that. So I was always developing money because I was like a B without effort growing up. Mm. you know, the kind of thing. So I always had money. So then it became an issue of keeping track of it. So then I became an organizer junkie because they had that little financial part in it where you can keep track of it. So I'd write down, this went to McDonald's. This is what here. Or this is when grandma gave me money. So I was keeping track of it. And that was so fascinating because I knew exactly what I could do. It was a question of that. And then the, 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 the downfall was that, was that my older siblings, because I'm the youngest of three, also knew when I had money, so they knew when to ask me for money. <laughs> so I also had line items for them. 
gave this to Chris, gave this to Ryan. <laughs> so I was like, but, but keeping track of it was so fascinating to me because it, it was empowering. Mm-hmm. And then I started volunteering at my dad's uh, job. At the time, he was the president and CEO of Motown Records, and I would wow. work in different departments. It was very fascinating. I mean, it was interesting because my sister and I were close, but they were, growing up, we were three years apart. So there's those times when if she's 13, a 10-year-old little sister is not the who you want to hang out with, right? Yeah. So I would spend my time with my dad because he was like, what else are you going to do? Just come, come up here with me. And he's the boss who's going to say, you know, you can't bring your kid That's to work, right? right? <laughs> <laughs> so, but I would work in different departments so I then I learned administration mm-hmm. so I added admin work with my my passion for managing numbers and then that's how my accountability system it got planted that's how that seed got planted and so as I, I worked I got my degree in accounting I worked in different mm-hmm. businesses and the one thing I knew was there's a rhythm to, mm-hmm. to way businesses function and the numbers are how that rhythm gets determined when you know what you're doing, then you know what the flow is. So as you and I were talking about before, you know, music, you know, my, my, my playlist is like totally eclectic. And so mm-hmm. I took that same thought process and I looked at businesses and I go, okay, so your business is running at like really angry rock right now. Like it's, it's that I don't see where we're going with this. And I know that there's some heart into it, but I, you, no one else is going to be able to follow along with what you got going on until we take some of the anger out yeah. and we start to really figure out what the issues is. And some businesses were just like way too mellow of jazz. It's like, yeah, we can't, we're not going to get where you want to go with this too laid back of a format for how things are going. So it's a matter of finding that rhythm. And that became my passion was working with companies and going, okay, so what's the rhythm? How do we fix this? How do we, how do we get it to where you're not worrying about, do you have enough money to pay your bills? Because that means that you're not focusing on getting the right kind, kinds of clients. That means you're not focused on making sure that the culture of your company is, is going the way it's supposed to go. You're constantly on the, get, get the money, get the money, get the money, get the money. And if that's all you're looking for, then yeah, this is, this is a short-term deal for you because that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense. So you add all that together. And then after years of working in, in different companies, I just realized I like, I like working with different people. I like working with, with and getting different, different fields. My AED does not allow me to sit in one space all the time. You know, whenever I would get with a client, I would go, okay, so, hey, can you start coming in more frequently? I'm like, that sounds like a job. And I don't, I don't do those anymore. <laughs> I don't do that anymore. So knowing I like working with different people, I realized, okay, so let's just focus on building my client base and making connections with people and kind of spreading this whole thought process that accounting doesn't have to be scary. Mm. Doesn't have to be the dagger that's plunging into your side, you know, you know, killing you. It can literally be the sword that saves you if you're paying attention. Mm. If you are, if you've got somebody focused on it, because at some point as a business owner, you can't wear that hat anymore. Because it becomes overwhelming and becomes stressful, becomes too much. So the great part about small businesses is very rarely that you need a full-time accounting person. Mm-hmm. You just need someone who has the ability to focus on those numbers and connect them to the business. And that's the role I play. I call myself the CFO for the average Joe because most small business owners don't think they think, think of the term CFO and they automatically think a minimum of $80,000 a year. They got to mm-hmm. pay somebody for that position. Like, no, you, we can figure out what it is you can't afford to pay, 
it's all about having someone who's got your back in that same same format. The same way you have it, you'll you'll be excited about bringing in a marketing person or an admin person. Think of think of your accounting person the same way. Someone who's going to give you perspective on that and help you use your numbers to literally build and grow your business. And don't you think, on top of all those wonderful things, because you know that's you know like you said, I love that it's the sort that can save you. But, I, but also you want to make sure it's done right because you don't want whatever state you're living in or the IRS going, hey, wait a minute. You yeah. know, it's, it's not <laughs> right, right? They're going to be knocking on the door saying you owe us money. And it's not right. Just, I, I tell people all the time, I'm like, I don't look good in orange and, and, not, and not in certain shades of blue. So <laughs> unless I can use my insanity defense, we ain't doing it. So it's all about, you know, understanding where things go. And so that was the other part about that's why I loved about loved working with so many different industries is I got to see where the general tax code or the general tax structure and accounting structure, how it pivots and adjusts for each type of industry, each type of business, each company culture, there's a certain way. And so it was all about, for me, it's all about getting into the head of the business owner to figure out, okay, so how can I present this in a way to where you understand what these numbers mean? Because here's the funny thing, as much as people say, I'm not a numbers person, I don't like accounting, we all have some kind of running tally in our head that lets us know exactly what we can and cannot do. I mean, there's very few people who look at their bank account and go, oh, wow, I didn't, I, how did I get overdrawn? That's, that's very rare. I mean, people know like, oh, well, yeah, that's what happens when you, you know, forget to make the deposit or you forget to do something. <laughs> but when you have, you take that running tally out of your head and put it in front of you as a tool, a strategic tool, you can go, okay, so this week I can't pay Sprint. Sprint's going to give me three months before they decide to cut me off. However, I know I need to pay for my inventory. So let's pay the inventory. Let's get the sales guys out there, racking up sales, closing deals, get the money coming in, and then we'll pay Sprint. We know we got some wiggle room in there. But again, allows you to make that as a strategic call as opposed to a reactionary call about what's going on. I'm going to pay this right now. Why? Well, because they call. So, well, we need it. Not necessarily. You know, kind of thing. So it, it, it allows you to, to step back from feeling like you're constantly reacting and then wondering why you never feel like you have any cash. Mm -hmm. You're so always underwater. Well, when you can take a step, step back and say, hey, they're a business just like me. Mm -hmm. I can only give them what I got. And they can and then they can only give give what they have. So as long as we're in communication and they know that I'm not intentionally trying to not pay my bill and that we have a strong relationship and we're open with communication, they'll understand it. They'll get it. They'll and if they, they really are, are a good partner for you, then they will also help make sure that, mm -hmm. that you you succeed because you're their customer, you're their income. So if they lose you, then they gotta go find a replacement for you. So we're all working together. Mm -hmm. You know, all the teams might be going against each other in, in mm -hmm. you know, in, in major league sports, but ultimately they're all working together to get as many fans as they can so mm -hmm. that they can support the league so the league can give them as much as much as they can That's so that right. we can build a freaking bubble for the NBA players to play <laughs> out the rest of the season. I mean, all that took teamwork, right? It took all of the teams coming together going, okay, we need to close out this season. We need to make sure that we still have jobs. Okay. How do we all do this? Let's play the numbers. What can we afford to do? How can we get the sponsors to help kick this in? And how do we make sure this works? Boom, strategy. There mm -hmm. you go. Now, I know that it's interesting because there's companies that are seasonal. 
like um, if you go to Big Bear or you go skiing somewhere, you know, their business is, you know, where when it's cold and it's that season. So I like the way you think because it prepares you for that when a company is out of season, like mm-hmm. a ski resort. So that money has to carry or if you're in that space, you have to uh, come up with solutions to get you back into when where you're back into the game where you're, right. you're in the height of your particular season. So that's that's that makes a lot of sense to me. Now let's talk about you. Let's go back. <laughs> let's go back to when you decided. You know, I'm gonna do. I'm I'm tired of working for somebody else. I'm gonna be my own boss. If we can go back to that person, what <laughs> what advice would you give her, if anything? Well, um, I tell her. <laughs> <laughs> Buckle up, Buttercup. It's about to be a hell of a ride. <laughs> because part of the transition was, you know, I had young sons. I was working mm-hmm. somewhere, and I, I, what I realized, I was the, the last full time job I had. I was there because the it was a, a family business. So the the daughter, the husband and wife, and then her brother, they all ran the camp company together. Mm-hmm. But they brought me in so that she could be there for her young kids. And I was like, well, wait, 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 wait. So she gets to be a mom, but I don't. That does mm. not sound like that. That doesn't sound like it's working for me. And that was in the height of technology kicking in mm. because I was never busy at the office until they, unless they were there. If they were gone, I had like nothing to do. So mm. I was like, so how about, let's start working on this kind of remote thing because if I don't need to be here, then why am why do you want to keep paying me for hours for me to be here? I'm just paying, playing solitaire and free sale on, on your dime. I could be doing something better. You could be using that money for something different. So at some point I was like, okay, I need to give myself the freedom so that I can be there for my sons. I want to be there for my sons. I don't want them, I just wanted to have a better better connection with them because it was getting close to that time. They were, you know, my youngest one was three, which means he was getting ready to break into his first level of of independence. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to be there for that. My oldest one at the time was seven. So he was getting ready to make his transition from, you know, the the lower end of the totem pole at at elementary school to be in the higher end of elementary school. And I wanted to be there for that. And then my middle one was right there in the middle. Uh And so it was a matter of of how do I do that? But what, what would I tell her? I would tell her that she's about to meet some amazing people. Because NABO, National Association of Women Business Owners, was one of the first places that I found that gave me some hope. It gave me a place of realizing that, one, there is, there's a whole collection of women who are just like me, trying to figure mm-hmm. out how do they balance their life, their their womanhood, their mm-hmm. whatever roles that they play. Because we as women, we're, we're, we're such chameleons, and we have yes. this, this tendency to allow everyone to be taken care of before us. Mm-hmm. I walked into a room and I found a, a support system. That was one of the first times I really understood the concept of tribe. People mm. who, who are all working together for the ultimate goal of we all got to get through this shit. <laughs> we mm-hmm, that's get right. It, right. So I would tell her, tell her, you know, you're going to find some tribes and it's going to make everything so much better. Just be confident, be comfortable and understand it's about the journey. There's no destination here. Just buckle up, buttercup, because it will be an interesting journey. <laughs> you know, I love that. I think because that I think that resonates with women. Um, business owners and 
and women love to collaborate. You know, you, you know, you're talking about we do it so well. We do we it can, well. Oh my goodness! Within a ninety minute meeting, we can handle business, solve your personal problem, drink a bottle of wine. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> let's now let's let's talk about customer. And if mm-hmm. we'll say we have a listener that wants to get a hold of you, how can they do that? Okay, well, pretty easy. Um, my, my website is uh, accountingstrong.com. So accountingstrong.com. Uh-huh. Uh, you can find me there. And on there, you're able to schedule a free accountability session. So if you want to talk about your finances, it'll it, you can schedule that from there. I'm on social media. My handle for LinkedIn and Facebook and Instagram, my personal ones are my name, LaVon Childs, uh, L-A-V-O-N-N-E-S-H-I-E-L-D-S. And then I also have a Facebook group called Accounting for Non-Accountants, Accounting for the Non-Accountants. So that's a place where we have, have conversations about money that breaks it down into uh, a conversation that people can actually have. And then you can also find me on Instagram under my business page. It's biz, 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 B-I-Z accountability. So that's how you can reach me. Those are probably the easiest ways to reach me is through those, those mediums. And then my email address, Levon at accountingstrong.com. You know, and we'll make sure we get all that information available to listeners. But thank you so much. I just wanted to say, I know you're busy. You're a mama. You're a business owner. <laughs> you took the time to come and speak to us. So thank you so much, Levon. Thank you. I'm honored to be, be able to be here. So thank you. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm.